This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hi there, and welcome back to Out There, a cryptid podcast. I'm your host, Josh. Each season, I come out with new episodes focused on cryptids that I find super fascinating and weird. And if you still don't know what a cryptid is, it is defined as an animal that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Cryptids don't have to be supernatural or mythical beings, although many of them are. Some cryptids have actually become documented animals. Make sure you go and follow the podcast on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, and check out the posts I make for each episode and maybe send some suggestions you'd like to hear. All right, updates, everyone. If you didn't hear it in the previous episodes, we are now in seasons for the podcast. That way I won't just leave you all hanging until I can write another episode. The seasons will be around 8 to 11 episodes each and will still come out on the Wednesdays of that season. So... I know this is sudden, but next week's episode is actually going to be the season finale. But don't worry, because we will be back on October 20th with a brand new season that will go through to the beginning of January, which will then be just in time for, I don't know, maybe a new video series I'm working on. So stay tuned for that. Now, don't forget that since there haven't been weird clubs, we are looking for artists or creatives alike to fill that spot on the Instagram feed. Sketches, poem, collages, whatever you want of the cryptid for the upcoming episode. We post the night before usually, so we'll need them submitted by the Monday of that week. So for example, for next week's episode, submissions must be in by Monday, August 30th. Can't wait to see what you come up with. Oh, and lastly, Get ready for a major surprise that will be announced in next week's episode. All right, now let's talk about cryptids, shall we? Today's cryptid is one of my all-time favorites, a bipedal humanoid creature that roams the swamps of Florida. Named after its foul odor, this beast may be a relative of the infamous Sasquatch. We are talking about the skunk ape. There is no weird club segment today, just me. Let's dive in. Sightings of this hairy creature were first reported by Native American tribes of this area. The two major tribes were the Timucua and Calusa, but other tribes included the Ace, Alpache, Mikosuki, Seminole, and Yamasi people. Some legends say that giants were living along the Kissimmee River, which runs from central Florida to the southern part of the state where the Everglades are. 
Sand people and mangrove people were other names that the native tribes gave these monsters. There was even a written account from a white settler named Henry Tanner. He was in Orange County at the time and said the native tribes were finding graves on the St. John's River with skeletons as big as giants and skulls that would fit over a normal man's head. But then in the 1820s, something happened that would lead people to believe these creatures were dangerous. Winter of 1828 and 1829. Two men that were living on the edge of the Okefenokee Swamp, which is right on the border of Georgia. One day they decided to explore as much as they could and go as deep as possible into the swamplands. It took them two weeks to get to the middle, but when they got to the thickest parts, they discovered giant footprints. They wrote, the length of the foot was 18 and the breadth nine inches. The monster from every appearance must have moved forward in an easy or hesitating gait, his stride from heel to toe being a trifle over six feet. At this point, they were terrified of whatever was with them making these huge footprints. So they decided to end their exploration and get out as fast as they could. When they got back to town, they told everyone what they saw and experienced. That is how a group of nine hunters heard the story and decided to go out and find this monster and kill it. One of the men from the first trip went with them and led them to the spot where they found the tracks. A newspaper article about the event from February 1829 said this, Following, for some days, the direction of their guide, they came at length upon the track first discovered, some vestiges of which were still remaining. Pursuing these traces several days long, they came to a halt on a little eminence and determined to pitch their camp and refresh themselves for the day. Everything seemed to be going just fine, no sightings of anything out of the ordinary. That is, until one night, when they were reloading their guns, something charged at them. The article said, the next minute he was full in their view, advancing upon them with a terrible look and ferocious mean. Our little band instinctively gathered close in a body and presented their rifles. The huge being, nothing daunted, bounded upon his victims, and in the same instant received the contents of seven rifles. But the fight wasn't over. The beast was not yet done. The article goes on to say, he did not fall alone, nor until he had glutted his wrath with the death of five of them, which he effected by wringing the head from the body. Withering and exhausted, at length he fell with his hapless prey beneath his grasp. The men who survived stood around the body of the monster. It was dying and sometimes letting out a roar of pain and agony. The men decided they need to get measurements of the beast while they could. The creature was 13 feet tall. They decided they could not stay, out of fear that the roars would attract more of these creatures, so they ran as fast as they could out of that swamp. And the men from the group that died during the fight were just left there. That is heavy. I think this is the first time we have a cryptid case that the creature really did cause human fatalities. Now don't get me wrong, I am not saying that Skunk Ape is aggressive, because this is really the only account of one truly attacking humans. 
We know this with wild animals as well, but when threatened, they can attack. So perhaps this is exactly what happened in this situation. Because before this report, there is one from 1818 of a large ape-like creature in Florida. In Apalachicola, people spoke of a man-sized monkey or ape raiding food stores and stalking fishermen, which would lead us to believe that these creatures were simply hunting for food and figured out that humans had food, and that was probably easy to take. As you can guess, the skunk ape looks very similar to Bigfoot or Sasquatch, which was originally seen around the Pacific Northwest. But now, it's all over North America and the world. It is an ape-like creature ranging from 5 to 7 feet tall, so it is reportedly shorter than Bigfoot, but it apparently has reddish-brown hair and reeks of a terrible odor that is similar to that of a skunk, hence the name. Now, if you don't know the climate of Florida, it's quite different from the rest of America. It's known as humid subtropical, or just subtropical, and even in some parts it's classified as a rainforest. So it is hot and humid, with a lot of hurricanes, especially in recent years. This is why animals like alligators and pythons can survive here. Now, because of global warming, this climate has begun to spread to as north as North Carolina, but that's not the point. To go back to Native American legends, there is a seminal myth that speaks of a similar foul-smelling, physically powerful, and secretive creature called Esti Kapkiki. The name roughly translates to cannibal giant. In the book, that's what they used to say, Reflections on American Indian Oral Traditions by Donald L. Fixico. He recounts a story his father told him about this creature. One morning, my dad shared a story as we sat in the den of my parents' house in Sepulpa, Oklahoma. He said that one of his, Ms. Vokey, friends told him this story that happened outside of Bristow, Oklahoma. His friend and a companion were hunting squirrels in the fall just before sunrise, when night meets day, enabling a surreal transition from dark to light. The two friends walked parallel through the woods checking treetops and ground, some 200 feet separating them. The friend who told this story to my dad said the rain that night before had made the leaves on the ground smell earthy. Suddenly a musty smell permeated the air and made him stop. He looked straight ahead, then he looked to his right to check on his companion, but he could not see him. It was still twilight as the early rays of dawn pierced the treetops of the woods. The hunter continued staring in the direction of his companion, straining his eyes to see. The musty smell became pungent, and then some twenty feet away, from behind a tree, what seemed to be a shaggy bear, looking well over six feet tall, walked like a human. Stricken with fear, the hunter squeezed his rifle with both hands, unsure of what he was seeing. The tall human-like creature with dark brown fur walked through a barbed wire fence like it was not there. Hen, whatever it was, sniffed the air, turned, laid its eyes on my dad's friend, and stared at him for several moments. My dad's friend could not move. Only his eyes could follow the massive creature until it disappeared behind the tree. The Misvokis and Seminoles also called this being Esti Kapkiki, the tall man, and some have seen it. There are many at Kavkiv, and they have lived in the heavy woods for many years, going back as far as the Misvokis and Seminoles can remember. 
Some people say Tall Man is the protector of the woods and keeps away those who would damage the forest. Etsy Kapkiki wants to be left alone and has the power to disappear, and he watches people. Although this story is from Oklahoma, which is in the middle of the U.S., it talks about what really appears to be a skunk ape. The story shows a different side of these creatures, and honestly, this is the side most sightings describe it as, just walking through the woods, either unaware or just not caring about the humans watching. The one thing that is different that we get from this story is that it has the ability to disappear. It is something that can either be taken literally as if it magically disappears, or maybe it uses camouflage to make it seem like it vanishes in plain sight. Of course, we've got a lot more sightings to talk about, so let's keep going along the timeline. So, in 1935, a group of construction workers found a shell from an Indian mound. It was a human thigh bone that was as long as a man's whole leg. But there was no advanced technology to test DNA at the time, so we don't have any more answers on this one. But then about 20 years later, a report came that brought back the narrative that these creatures might really be beasts. So, in 1959, in the Ocala National Forest, just north of Orlando. A group of Boy Scouts came running out of the forest with a terrified look in their eyes. They said their campsite was destroyed by a big, hairy monster. It had the face of a human but the body of a primate. Then, right after this, a trucker reported that when he pulled into a rest area on I-75, he said he was dragged out of his vehicle by a hairy Bigfoot creature. He said that it carried him under one arm for several yards. My face was pressed into its hair, is what he said. It smelled awful. But in the end, the man was able to free himself from the beast's grip, and he locked himself in his truck. But the thing didn't give up. It started banging on the truck, and so the trucker honked his horn over and over until it ran off. So, it does seem like maybe Skunk Ape really is aggressive, and that maybe I lied to you. But what you should know is that this story is far from over. More and more sightings came in, and they all described a very similar creature. Now, in November of 1966, a woman was driving her car on a back road close to Brooksville, Florida, which is just north of Tampa. She got a flat tire and had to pull over on the side of the road. She got out her spare and began to change the tire, when all of a sudden she smelled an awful odor. And then she heard heavy footsteps walking on the opposite side of the street. When the woman had just finished tightening the bolts on the spare, she turned around to see a seven-foot-tall human-like creature standing there. She described it as walking upright, had a face like a man, and was covered with shaggy dark fur. The beast disappeared back into the forest as soon as another car drove by, and that was the end of her sighting. Now, this is more like the skunk ape we all know and love. Curious and cautious, which seems to be two key words associated with this cryptid. But listen, I probably know what you're thinking. Where the heck are the footprints? And don't you worry, they are coming. The prints are also accompanied by a sighting that may change our understanding of this cryptid. February 1971. A group of five archaeologists were excavating an Indian mound deep in the Big Cypress Swamp. The men said they had an encounter with one of these monsters when it crashed into their camp in the middle of the night. 
and made a mess of the place before fleeing back into the swamp. They described it as a large bipedal primate without a neck, being seven to eight feet tall, about 700 pounds, and covered with shaggy white fur. They also claimed to have smelt a terrible odor that lingered for a while even after the beast disappeared. The next day, the team found giant footprints that were about 18 inches by 11 inches wide. Okay, so the supposed print is in the Instagram post. Now, I say supposed because it's unclear if it's 100% the print found in the story I just read about. It definitely is known as a skunk ape print, but either way, the print is massive and curiously only has four long toes, one of which looks to be similar to a thumb toe. Definitely not human nor any other animal in the area. But the most intriguing part of this story is the fact that this monster was described as having white fur, which is definitely not what others were reporting. To me, this makes the story even more credible because if they were trying to play a prank or pretend they had this encounter, wouldn't they just go with the regular dark or reddish fur? What this leads us to believe is not only is there more than one skunk ape roaming around, but also that the species may have different hair colors as well. But uh, obviously, sightings didn't stop here. In January of 1974, there was a police search with helicopters right outside of Miami after a driver claimed to have hit a seven-foot-tall, hairy creature that was crossing the road. The man said that the creature started hitting the car and roaring loudly before wandering into the swamp. Then, one of the police officers searching on foot claimed to have seen a big, hairy, ape-like creature about five miles from where the incident occurred. The thing about this is even though it was published in the newspapers during the time, there are no official records relating to the event since no formal charges were filed against anyone. Which is not really all that surprising. I mean, one, how do you charge a Bigfoot? And two, I mean, we are used to law enforcement officials disregarding or completely ignoring these sorts of incidences. That is, until 1977, when a bill was introduced in the Florida legislature. The bill would make it illegal to take, possess, harm, or molest anthropods or humanoid animals, therefore protecting skunk ape. Sadly, it failed to pass, so was never put in place. But this is a major thing because it meant that even some people from the government and the locals were really taking the cryptid seriously. And the 70s was a big time for sightings, ranging from people saying their dogs ran away from a hairy eight-foot monster to a witness saying one of his 110-pound hogs was attacked by one. So pardon my French, but shit was getting real. Monster Quest, of course, has an episode about Skunk Ape, and they talk about the native origins of the legends and even have their own team of investigators go out to search for the creature. There are also a bunch of witness stories, but one really caught my attention because it was unlike any we had heard before. December of 2002, Collier City, Florida. A tracker and hunter named Don Jackson set a trap behind a strip mall in a dumpster. Jackson found a game trail and had been following it, watching it for quite some time, and then he found it out where it ended, right to a series of six dumpsters. 
He believed the skunk ape was lured there by old fruit in one of them, so he decided on a plan. He used half a gallon container of orange juice, but in that juice he put a heavy sedative in addition to extra sugar, not only for taste but to enhance the smell as well. He placed soda cans to hold the lids up so that he would know if something had been there to lift them open. He started his stakeout at about 9.30 p.m., just sitting and watching. He says that he started to doze off a little bit. All of a sudden, he woke up to a loud noise. It was like a scraping sound. And when he looked up from behind the dumpsters, he saw the creature. It was looking directly at him. It put both hands on the dumpster and started to lift its elbows. Jackson was terrified, so he pulled out his gun and fired. The creature jumped out of the dumpster and the bullet missed it. The creature then hit the ground and ran and was gone just as fast as it arrived. I mean, come on. He was literally feet away from one of these creatures and was able to lure it with a trap that was fairly simple. Now, in this episode, the Monster Quest team also talked about some facts that I think help prove it is possible that these skunk apes are around, even if we haven't found the remains. But we will talk about that later on in this episode. Okay, so how's everyone doing? Staying with me? Freaked out yet? I know I am. <laughs> but just you wait, because we've saved the best evidence and stories for last. When talking about Skunk Ape, there's one person who must be mentioned. His name is Dave Sheely. Now, he refers to himself as the Jane Goodall of Skunk Apes. He also created and opened the Skunk Ape Research Headquarters on his property in Okabe, Florida. He has also written a field guide, made TV appearances, and continually investigates reported sightings. His first sighting of the creature was in 1974, when he was a kid and his father found footprints in the swamp. He said, he was walking across the swamp and my brother spotted it first, but I couldn't see it over the grass. I wasn't tall enough. My brother picked me up and I saw it, about a hundred yards away. We were just kids, but we'd heard about it and knew for sure that we were looking at it. It looked like a man, but completely covered with hair. But this wasn't the only time he would see one. He has seen it on three different occasions, and one of them was caught on video. July 8th, 2000, starting at 7.19 p.m. In the footage, you can see a creature only hundreds of yards away, walking across an open field in the tall grasses of the swamp. It crosses behind a group of trees and then keeps walking across the field. Then, at about 1 minute and 48 seconds, the creature starts running, until it runs into the forest and out of view. Shelley does note that during this time, the swamp had over a foot of water in it. So, he estimates that the creature he filmed was running at about 22 miles per hour, which is obviously impossible for a human being. Now, skeptics have come out to scrutinize the footage due to the similarities of a human being running. And I will say that the arm placement at times does indeed look similar to that of a human. But if this really is a skunk ape, then they are humanoid creatures. So, of course, 
they could run similarly to human beings. Either way, this video is probably the most famous video of Skunk Ape, and maybe of a Bigfoot-like creature next to the Patterson-Gimlin film, which we will definitely cover at some point, either in a full episode or maybe in a new series that will be premiering on our Patreon page in 2022. More details to come on that. But back to the story. <laughs> You can watch this video in the Instagram post and see what it looks like. It is really hard to say for sure, for obvious reasons. One being that we weren't there. But what we can really understand from this is that when camera and video recording devices became a household item, more and more cryptids were caught in pictures and videos. This is definitely not the only video of Skunk Ape, but like I said, it is the most famous one. So. I saved my favorite piece of evidence for last, and before I get into it, I want to tell you a little story. My senior year of high school, we had this giant project called Senior Speech. Basically, the whole point was to make a 10-page research paper, and with it, we need to give a 10 to 12-minute presentation. Now, it had to be a persuasive topic, meaning you were getting your other classmates to believe your side of the argument, or at least make an argument for one side of a topic. Now. You all know me, so you can definitely guess what my topic was. Of course I did, why Bigfoot is real. And so I wrote a long paper and made a PowerPoint about all the reasons why the most famous cryptid is really out there. Sadly, I do not have the paper nor the PowerPoint anymore, which I am still kicking myself about. But this story I'm about to tell you was included with it, because not only is it terrifying, it seems to be completely real. February 2001. Newspapers began reporting on a strange story. An unknown woman sent a letter to her local sheriff's office in Mayaka River, which is in Sarasota County. Part of the letter reads, In close, please find some pictures I took. My husband thinks it's an orangutan. Is someone missing an orangutan? It is in a crouching position in the middle of standing up from where it was sitting. It froze as soon as the flash went off. I heard the orangutan walk off into the brushes. I judge it was about six and a half to seven feet tall. As soon as I realized how close it was, I got back to the house. It had an awful smell that lasted well after it had left my yard. The orangutan was making deep whoop noises. For two nights prior, it had been taking apples that my daughter brought down from our north off our back porch. It only came back one more time after that and took some apples that my husband left out in order to get a better look at it. We got a dog back there now, and as far as I can tell, it hasn't been back. I don't want any fuss or people with guns trespassing around behind our house. At the very least, this animal belongs in a place like Bush Gardens. Why haven't people been told that an animal this size is loose? Please look after the situation. I don't want my backyard to turn into someone else's circus. Spooky! Okay, but I have to say, I really love the way she wrote the letters. I don't know why, there's just something about the language and the circus aspect and even bush gardens that just makes me feel like I'm in love with her. But the pictures show a giant looking ape man creature with long hair and glowing eyes. 
Even cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman analyzed the pictures, and he said there were some structural similarities to an orangutan, but he doesn't think that this picture shows one. Even a biologist with the Canadian Wildlife Services named Tony Shuhami pointed out the similarities to an orangutan, including the long reddish hair. But what this does do is show that perhaps these skunk ape creatures are genetically similar to apes. And in 2014, the Sarasota Herald Tribune came out with a report that further supported this sighting. They said that there were at least a dozen sightings of the cryptid around the Mayaka River from the 1960s into the 1980s. There are still sightings that come in every year, some with video evidence and others without. Either way, it is clear that there might be something roaming the swamps in Florida and the surrounding areas. In July of this year, a Polk County News article read Bigfoot believers to gather in Lakeland to discuss reported sightings, Florida skunk ape theories. And of course, as we know, this isn't the only state in the U.S. with their own version of Sasquatch. And even during this pandemic, several Florida businesses have used the skunk ape's reported foul smell, giving incentive to remain at a distance and evasive nature to promote social distancing. Skunk ape has become a mascot for the state, and even if people don't believe in it, they probably have heard the name or some stories even. So, why don't we start with the negatives? Honestly, the only two explanations that are really prevalent for why skunk ape isn't real are a misidentified animal, such as a bear, or a hoax. Now, the hoax seems self-explanatory, someone wearing a gorilla suit or something along those lines. This one is definitely more plausible nowadays with the fame of Sasquatch, but in the 70s and even early 2000s, I would say it seems unlikely that it was this sort of a hoax especially with all of them getting hit by cars. But the other theory about the bears could account for maybe some of the sightings. But bears don't walk on their hind legs for long periods of time. Plus, the only bear in Florida is the black bear. They really only grow to about 130 pounds to 350 pounds. The largest weighed at about 760 pounds, which still wouldn't account for a seven-foot monster. And they don't even have human-like faces. Okay, great. So as you can tell, I don't believe in either of those theories. So let's just move on to the good stuff. Now, there is a theory on why skunk apes smell so bad. It is believed that the methane gas released in the swamps is absorbed into their fur, which creates a rotten egg-like smell. Now, let's stick with the natural things that support this cryptid. So one point brought up as if these cryptids are real, and as large as they are, why haven't we found bones or bodies yet? Well, in the Monster Quest episode, they show how fast it takes for a body to decompose in the forest of Florida. It only took three days to basically be unrecognizable. Now, of course, with a larger body, it may take much longer, but this was to show that it is possible that these bodies have decomposed before people find them or wander upon them. Plus, if skunk ape is related to apes, they may bury their dead similar to humans. Chimpanzees do in fact bury their dead as well, so it is possible that these cryptids do the same thing. Now, 
I know that I am not alone in my thoughts on this, but I believe that Sasquatch creatures like skunk ape are actually a known species. Gigantopithecus lived during the Pleistocene era, or the Ice Age era, so about 2,580,000 years ago. Whew. They are a part of the ape family and weighed around 440 to 660 pounds. It should be said, though, that size estimates are truly that, estimates, because only molars and jawbones have been found. But from the evidence they have found, they estimate that they could have stood at about 12 feet tall. That is massive. That is literally as tall as an African elephant or two refrigerators stacked on top of each other. But what I think is the most crucial piece of evidence, especially in regards to skunk ape, is the fact that the closest living relative to Gigantopithecus is the orangutan, Mike Drop. I mean, what more do you need to hear? So what I think is that a small handful of these creatures survived the Ice Age and extinction and now have evolved to live in the desolate areas of the world, learning to avoid humans at all costs. But they can't do that forever, right? So what do you think? Is the skunk ape really out there? We are on Instagram, at OutThereCryptids, so make sure to follow us and tell us all of your thoughts on the cryptids we cover and what you'd like to hear next. It would mean a lot to us if you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It's a great way for others to find the podcast and enjoy, just like you. One week from today, I will be covering a cryptid that is a half-goat, half-human, and known to be extremely aggressive to those who trespass on its land. The Goat Man. See you next week. This episode was written and hosted by me, Josh, with research done by Rowan, logo designed by Jason Zykes, and theme music from purpleplanet.com.